0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stucheski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession, my passion in life to help you be productive in our distracted world. One of the ways I do that is by inviting you to take my seven-day productivity challenge. Give me seven days, two minutes a day, and I will teach you how to be more productive. All you have to do to join the 7-Day Productivity Challenge is go to MrProductivity.com. Remember, that's Mr, all spelled out, MrProductivity.com. Today, how to be productive when you work remotely. Now, when I say remote, working remotely, 99% of the time, that means working from home. So I want to give you some ideas in this episode on how you can be productive working from home. Now, I got seven ideas for you. The first idea is to have a dedicated spot in your home. Now, this could be a converted bedroom, a spare bedroom that you convert into an office. If you don't have that kind of space, then I would encourage you maybe a corner of a living room or a dining room, some place that you know that is your work area. You don't want to get in the habit of, well, sometimes you work at the kitchen table, sometimes you work in your office, sometimes you work on your back porch. While that's all fine, well, and good, you need to have established boundaries of where your office is. So figure out in your home where you're working, where could be your home office? Could it be, like I said, a spare bedroom, you convert into an office? Or maybe your kids have moved out and now you have a spare room that you could use. I guess you could also say that's a spare bedroom because your kids used to live there or a corner of a living room or whatever. Have a dedicated space for your office. Now, idea number two, especially if you have other human beings around your, (laughs) around your house, you have to train them that when you are in your work area, you are working. See, when you would go to a job, eight to five, you'd have your office, you'd have your cubicle, whatever. People know that when you're at work, you're working. But when you're home, well, mom or dad's there and they're like, hey mom, hey dad, hey son, hey daughter, hey honey, you're here. So let me ask you a question about thus and such. You got to establish boundaries and you have to train the people in your home that when you are in your work area, you have to be left alone, except in the event of an emergency. Now, don't just say, hey, don't bother me, except in the event of an emergency. You have to define what an emergency is, because I'm sure you can imagine Everybody's got their own definition of emergency. Is emergency the house on fire? Is the emergency someone selling magazines at the front door? What is an emergency? So you've got to train them. When I'm in my work area, emergencies only. Now, if you're fortunate like I am, and my wife goes to a real job, whatever that means, and I work at home with the animals, I really don't have a lot of interruptions. But if you do have other human beings, I don't care how old they are, you're going to have to train them that when I'm in this space, when I'm in this room, don't bother me except in event of emergency. The third idea I have for you is stay in your work area. Remember when you went to a corporate job, you would go to your office, you'd go to your cubicle, you'd walk to the front door. Your mindset was you're there to work. But at home, if you... Work sometimes at your kitchen table and sometimes in the back porch and sometimes in your office and sometimes in your bedroom and sometimes in your front driveway. Maybe you bring your chair and a table out there. I don't know. If you don't have a dedicated area, sometimes the mindset can be kind of, you know, wandering. Now, I'm not saying you can't be productive at these places, but I encourage you as much as possible, stay in your work area, because when you say, okay, this bedroom converted into an office is my work area, your mindset is gonna be, okay, I am in this office, I have to work. That's why I really encourage you, if you can, don't do other things in this room that you use for an office. Don't do your ironing and folding of the laundry and other things. Use it only for work. We're talking about mindset. You want to make sure you have a mindset when you're in your work area that you are doing work. Make sense? Idea number four, make sure you honor your time. Make sure you're planning your day. I want to talk to you a few minutes about temptations, but it's really important, especially when you work for yourself, when you're working remotely, that you honor your time again When you worked for the corporate world, you would go into your job and you knew that when you were there, eight to five, nine to four, 10 to seven, whatever your hours were, that you were working. You would not think of, well, I'm just going to take a nap for three hours in the middle of the day. You would be very intentional because you're being paid to work. So I encourage all my clients to schedule every minute of every day, every minute of every day. Now, you may say, whoa, you serious? Yes. Let me explain. When you schedule the so-called real appointments, which means podcast interviews, radio interviews, conducting webinars, making sales calls, we classify those in their head as real appointments. But let's say you have, you're working nine hours and you're going to allow an hour for lunch And that leaves eight hours. You have four hours of real appointments. What are you going to do for the other four hours? Because if you don't plan intentionally what you're going to do with the other hours, you are probably not going to be as productive as you normally would. Because there's nothing on your calendar. So I believe there are two ways to look at your calendar. There are fixed appointments like the podcast interview, the coaching clients, the sales calls, those are fixed. And then the other stuff is variable. So I'm a big fan of reading every single day. When I found that Mark Cuban and Tony Robbins and Elon Musk and Bill Gates and Brendan Burchard, high performers in our world today read a lot and they're very successful started thinking, hmm, maybe I should read a lot. So I make sure I schedule two 30-minute chunks of reading time every day. Now, my reading time is flexible. So I don't have to read from 1230 to 1. I can read from 1 to 130. I can read from 2 to 3. Whatever I want to do, I can move those appointments around. But if someone invites me to be a guest on their podcast, I can't say, hey, listen, can we move this today? So there's fixed and there's flexible or variable. That makes sense? I also am a big fan of our lunch breaks. Now, I used to take a 30-minute lunch break, but then I reread for the second time a book I highly recommend you read, Dale Carnegie's How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. In there, he talks, he's got a chapter about world leaders back in the 40s, because his book was written back in the 40s, who used to sleep. I mean, leaders of countries who used to sleep, take naps during the day. And I said, huh, If it's good enough for a world leader, I guess it's good enough for me. So what I do now is I schedule an hour for lunch. I eat for about 15, 20 minutes. And then I go lay down in my bedroom for about 30, 40 minutes. Sometimes I fall asleep. Sometimes I don't. Whether I do or not, doesn't matter. It gives me energy for the rest of the day. So make sure you're taking the time either the day before or the morning of To look at what you need to get done, your big three, what are your big projects? What are your big things you have to do today? Schedule those along with your fixed appointments so you stay on task throughout the day. Idea number six, I'm sorry, idea number five, keep your work area as clutter free as possible. A lot of people have a, uh, a challenge with this because they want to have everything right there. So they have files and papers and pizza boxes and uh, coffee cups and water mugs and pens and pencils and notebooks. And their work area is like a three by three foot section or even smaller maybe, maybe a foot by foot if you're really bad. What I encourage you to do is take a look at your work area and only have what you need to have in your work area. So for example, if you're writing a blog post probably all you want to do is have a computer, a keyboard, and your water. You don't need anything else unless maybe you have some research. If you are, I don't know, writing a book and you're writing it by hand, because some people still write it by hand. They get their thoughts on a paper. You just need a notebook and a pen. So if you have a clutter-free work area, you're far more likely to be more productive if you have a lot of stuff around your work area, it's going to slow you down because then you're, you may not even be using this other clutter, but it's going to be there. It's going to be in your mind, your mind's eye and it's like, oh, what's all this stuff? And your mind's going to be like, we should clean this up while you're trying to focus on the project. Does that make sense? So make sure when you sit down to work, whatever you're working on, make sure that you have what you need and only what you need in your immediate work area. Number six, temptations. I alluded to this a little, uh, a few minutes ago temptations. When you work from home, unlike an office, and you walk out in the kitchen to get something to drink, and you go, huh, I should probably load the dishwasher or unload the dishwasher. Oh, you know what? I'll take the dog for a walk. Or you know what? I'll wash the dishes in the sink. Or I'll put a load of laundry in. These are temptations that face every worker from home. And a lot of people say, well, what should I do? Should I ignore them? Don't ignore them. That's not going to work. Ignoring them is not going to work because your mind, because you walked down the kitchen, because remember my last tip, only having your work area, what you need to have. So make sure you have your water when you sit down and work for that time of writing. Well, you know, you're going to be tempted. So I say schedule time in your day to do the temptations. So for example, let's say you can't resist unloading the dishwasher or putting a load of laundry in then schedule a 30-minute or 45-minute or 50-minute chunk of time that allows you to do household chores. This way, it serves two purposes. One, the stuff is going to get done. Two, you don't have to worry about it because you took the time to put it on your schedule. And you're like, oh, it's 12.30. Oh, I got to do some household chores. If there's nothing to be done, you just bought yourself 15 minutes. But if you schedule it, now you can guilt-free go do the stuff that tempts you. I hope that makes sense to you. I hope that serves you because it's really important. Idea number seven, I love this. I learned this in the book I wish I would have written uh, by Cal Newport, Deep Work. Go get the book Deep Work by Cal Newport. He talks about how every workday should have a beginning, duh, and an end. And one of the things that entrepreneurs struggle with a lot is we don't ever have an end to our day. So after supper, While we're watching TV with the family, while we're out with friends, we're always checking email, we're always surfing the internet, we're always on social media promoting our business. And he says, they've done studies, because the book has a lot of research in it, they've done studies that if you don't ever end the workday, like if you worked at corporate America and you walked out at five o'clock, you don't worry about it, it's the next day. But entrepreneurs don't do this. We're like, oh, let me check that email. Let me respond to this email. Let me go, let me, oh, I got an idea for a blog post. Let me go write the blog post. And you're always thinking. You may say, what's wrong with that? The problem is, once you condition your brain to always think, it's always on, it can never relax. And there's a movie, a Disney movie, a couple of years ago called Fro- uh, Frozen. And one of the big songs was Let It Go. And what Cal Newport says, although he doesn't mention Let It Go from Frozen, he says, you got to let it go. So what he does, he has something I've begun to implement in my life. It's called a shutdown routine. So every night at 6 o'clock, I do a final check of email. I reply to the emails that need to be replied to. And when I reply to these people, like say at 6.15, I say, by the way, I don't check my email until tomorrow morning. So you know, I'm disconnecting. I may still go on social media, but never to post. It's always to consume. And if you've been watching me or following me at all, you know I very rarely ever Consume social media. I just don't have the time. People go, well, how am I supposed to promote my business? Well, there's there's sites like Socialbee or Meet Edgar or, Buffler or Buffer or Hootsuite. There's systems out there that will post for you when you disconnect. But when I'm done with my shutdown routine, I just, I'm done. And I don't check email, personal or business email. I don't, I very rarely check in on social media. So what do I do? Hang out with my wife. Watch some TV. You know what's interesting when you watch television and you don't pick up your phone? Your brain doesn't have to think about it. They don't have to think about what I'm going to do tomorrow or anything like that. It just, it just, I'm just enjoying life. Because I think you part of the thing you need to do is enjoy life. Now, one of the things I've done is I really encourage people, because I'm always having these thoughts as an entrepreneur. I'm always having these thoughts. I'm like, okay, um, i got these thoughts. I can't do anything about it, right? Wrong. I've got my planner. I use Brendan Burchard's High Performance Planners, the best planner I've ever come across. No, uh, the link will be in the show notes. Um, What I do is if I'm watching TV with my wife and say the character says something that clicks something in my brain that says, oh, you got to go do this. Well, I just get my planner, turn to the page tomorrow and write down what I have to do. So tomorrow when I plan my day, I'm like, oh, that's right. I got to call this person. So I don't do it at the moment. I do it later. Does that make sense? Have an end to your day. Schedule time in your calendar that says shutdown routine, final check of email, final reply of email, one more check on social media, see if anyone needs replies, DMs responded to, and then when you're done, that's it. Don't do anything business related to the next day. Now, you may say, well, I'm trying to grow my business. As am I. But if you don't take care of yourself emotionally, spiritually, and physically, if you're always on, your body is eventually going to rebel against you. Your body needs a break. That's why I say it's okay to watch television. It's okay to be silly and watch television, pointless television. As long as you had a good productive day, I have no problem with you watching TV. So let me go through these seven ideas one more time. Have a dedicated area in your home that is where you work. Again, it could be a bedroom converted to an office or a corner of a room. Train the people in your house that when you're in your work area, you're not to be disturbed and accept an emergency. And don't forget to define what an emergency is. Stay in your work area. It's going to help your mindset of being working productively. Honor your time. Schedule your time, both the uh, fixed appointments and the flexible or variable idea number five keep your work area as clutter free as possible number six schedule time for those temptations that you're tempted to anyways and number seven make sure you have a start to your day and an end to your day and then disconnect until the next morning i hope this episode served you well i'd love to know what you think about it The easiest way to do that is go to my website, MrProductivity.com. Remember, Mr. is all spelled out. There you can send me a message through the contact tab, or you can find out where I am on social media. The links are at the bottom of my page. While you're at MrProductivity.com, you can join the 7-Day Productivity Challenge, or if you give me two minutes a day for a week, I will teach you how to be more productive. And you can also apply for a free, yes, free 30-minute coaching session with me all that and more is at my website, mrproductivity.com. I thank you so much for watching this video or listening to this podcast of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. I really appreciate you. I don't just say that. I'm here doing these videos and these podcasts, cheering you on, equipping you to be a more productive version of yourself. And we you meet again, my friend, you know what to do. Go be productive.